Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020, and welcome to episode number 889, 11 episodes away from the big 900 of the Mothership broadcast of the WCW US radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCW US revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we get set to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. We will, of course, start off with our wrestling news and views here segment. Of course, I'll be bringing that here to you tonight through 411mania.com, filling in for our 2017 Hall of Fame news tag team, King Ice, King W.O. Joe T. Smith, and the Iceman, Jared D. Geralmo. Hopefully we'll be hearing from one or both of these gentlemen coming up here hopefully momentarily. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, on the talk show chat box tonight, bringing us tonight's wrestling history and birthdays, uh, wrestling wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays, excuse me, is the human suplex machine, John Gross. John, of course, is <clears throat> a 2016 and 2020 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio Every Monday afternoon, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. John, we are we are happy, of course, to have you on here this evening. <clears throat> and also, if anyone is, does come on during our news or history reports, I will bring them on after, of course, those have taken place. If you care to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call here on 889 of Revolution. Is of course as always one six zero five five six two zero four four four. 
Caller ID 138055-POUND to match the six numbers. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, which will include, in addition to our news and views of history and birthdays, we will, of course, most definitely be talking about what happened on the Monday Night Raw before this Sunday's Clash of Champions. Sorry about that here, folks. Had to... <clears throat> and also, of course, uh, plus some, also some other wrestling extras that, of course, comes into play here. Hopefully, and like I said, hopefully we'll be able to be hearing from some more folks coming in here, of course, hopefully here momentarily, about the, and to get their personal thoughts about what happened, of course, on Monday Night Raw uh, last night. And, of course, what this could mean towards, uh, or this could mean towards, of course, uh, Clash of Champions event coming up here this uh, this Sunday. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now 9.22 p.m., of course, as we said, on Tuesday, September 22nd, two, uh, 2020. Let's go on right ahead, ladies and gentlemen, and bring you, of course, get you get you up to date here on the latest wrestling news and views here, come, uh, up here, courtesy of our friends, of course, here at 411mania.com. As always, we do thank our friends at 411mania.com from for allowing us here in the in the WWS Radio Network to uh, <coughs> to read their stories on all of our shows, including in addition to Revolution, of course, Wolfpack, uh, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, Power Hour, WWS This Morning, among others. Let's go ahead. <coughs> Let's go ahead and not waste any time and get right here to the news here. Our first story of the evening coming to us from Jeremy Thomas. As Shotzi Blackheart actually loved the debut of Retribution, and she does want a rematch with Io Shirai at NXT TakeOver. Retribution's big coming out party on last night's Raw might not be everyone's favorite thing, but Shotzi Blackheart loved it. Blackheart spoke with Pro Wrestling Sheet for a new interview discussing the stable's debut on last night's Raw as well as her participation in a women's battle royal on this week's NXT for an NXT women's title shot. Here are some highlights. <clears throat> on being in the battle royal tomorrow for a chance to face an Io Shirai at NXT TakeOver, Shotzi says, I, have, I had such a fun match with Io. I would just love to get in there and do it all over again at this time with more on the line especially with it being a takeover. That would be my first takeover singles match. So I would just get crazy and bring out that evil Knievel daredevil spirit. On making her SmackDown debut in the triple brand battle and uh, the triple brand uh, women's battle royal last month, Eo says immediately I called my dad. I was like, dad, I'm going to be on Fox. Check it out. Don't miss it. On appearing in the crowd for main roster shows during the pandemic, she says, it makes such a difference having us there, so I was really hyped up, hyped for it. I don't know if you've seen the dancing GIFs that come up for me doing audience work, but I loved it. I love supporting my coworkers, so I was off for it, and I took advantage of it. And I had a good time during, during everyone's entrances. Some people kind of view it as we're, we're looked at as fans and not wrestlers when we do this. I'm like, uh-uh. Uh I'm having the time of my life, and I'm supporting my coworkers. I know how I feel at NXT TV when I see the people that I train with out of the crowd give me the energy. This helps, this helps so much, so I can't complain. They do it for me. I don't mind giving back. And on the Retribution debut on last night's Raw, Shotzi says, 
I think their debut was pretty was pretty uh, was pretty bad. A double S. Dio looked like Predator. Everyone was wearing super cool masks. All that appeals to me because I like the darker side of things and I and I'm for it. I like masks. I like all the black. I like the crazy face paint that they're doing. They're wrecking stuff and just being destructive. I'm all for it. I'm like, where do I sign up? So, like I said, we, like I said, can't wait for bigger and better things. And hopefully, like I said, uh, Shotzi gets that opportunity to go up. You go after Io Shirai at Takeover. <clears throat> Jeremy Thomas has our next story here as WWE sets a virtual meet and greet. Meet sets up mutual, virtual meet and greets for the Clash of Champions weekend. WWE has announced a series of virtual meet and greets to take place this coming weekend for Clash of Champions. The company announced that the fan experiences will take place on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday with tickets available tomorrow at noon Eastern time. The meet and greets are similar to the runs that ran over SummerSlam weekend, which, <clears throat> which cost $125. Costs have not yet been revealed for the Clash meet and greets, which will feature, of course, Miss Bliss, Finn Balor, Big E, Bray Wyatt, Oscar, and Aleister Black. The full announcement, of course, is below. WWE virtual meet and greets return for, w for Clash of Champions. WWE virtual meet and greets are your chance to chat one-on-one -on -one with your favorite WWE superstars, this brand new fan event gives you the opportunity to have an experience with WWE Superstar like never before in the comfort of your own home. All virtual meeting greets are recorded so you'll be able to keep the memory forever. The next round of virtual meeting greets will take place this Friday, September 25th through Monday, September 28th. Tickets will be available tomorrow at 12, at 12 noon Eastern. The ticket includes the following. A two-minute private one-on-one -on -one video with, with a selected WWE Superstar. A downloadable video of your meet and greet available within 48 hours of the event and purchase exclusive personalized autograph items. The schedule is as follows. On Friday, September 25th, Miss Bliss at 1 p.m. Eastern and Finn Balor at 5 p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, apparently there's, uh, there's nothing set up here for Saturday, apparently. But uh, Sunday, September 27th, Big E at 10 a.m. Eastern and Bray Wyatt at 1 p.m. Eastern. And Monday, September 28th, Asuka at 12 noon Eastern and Aleister Black at 2.30 Eastern. We highly recommend you use a laptop or desktop computer and have a strong, stable internet connection. You may use a mobile device as long as it has a front-facing camera and a microphone. Please make sure that you test your equipment and internet connection before you schedule video chat. WWE is not, not responsible for your internet or hardware issues. No refunds will be given if you miss your video chat session or if you are removed from the video chat due to inappropriate behavior. The talent is subject to change. does not include applicable fees. So, I don't know. Apparently, like I said, I thought they said they were supposed to have one on Saturday, but apparently it's not listed in here. So, I mean, unless... Of course, they, they plan on adding anybody else onto this, I, I'm assuming. So we'll just have to wait and see how that all <clears throat> how that all uh, turns out. Uh, uh, an Impact Wrestling store just now was added on here. Jeremy Thomas has posted. And apparently for um, Impact Plus Victory Road, apparently a 
world title match has officially been set. Impact has announced a world title match at the Impact Plus Victory Road event. On tonight's show, it was announced that Eric Young will defend the Impact world title against Eddie Edwards in a rematch from a few weeks ago when Young def- defeated Edwards to win the title. The match was announced after Edwards came down to the ring to make the save after Young repeatedly assaulted Cody Deaner and Cousin Jake, then put his hands on Scott D'Amore when D'Amore came down to try to break it up. Impact Victory Road airs on October 3rd as an Impact Plus exclusive event. Sorry about that here, folks. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be watching out there for that. Our next story here, Jeremy Thomas here, um, <clears throat> reports here on uh, Zelina Vega, of course, on working hard to prove herself in WWE, and also coming up with different ring outfits. Zelina Vega spoke with TV Insider for a new interview discussing her move into in-ring competition and more. Here are some highlights. On her confidence on WWE TV, Zelina Vega says, it was a legit hunger I had because it took me about seven or eight years to get to WWE. It was the constant tryouts, being turned away, and being told I wasn't, it wasn't the right time yet. It was always something. I'm the type of person who doesn't have thin skin. I just said, okay, how can I make this better? How can I improve myself? Then when they paired me with Andrade, it was like lightning. It was like when lightning struck. It felt like the perfect timing for me because I felt I worked so hard to get here and prove myself. Then he was hungry because he knew the talent he had. He just needed that extra spice or sizzle to him. We are each other's each other's yin, yin and yang. It just worked out perfectly. I just felt like for me, it's this constant need to, pr- to prove myself. Even now where people think I'm just a manager and haven't been wrestling for 11 years, I haven't seen what I can do. You can, you can see now two different sides of me to where it's a striking side due to, of course, my husband, Alistair Black. Then I get the more lucha side due to Andrade. It's a nice combination in my arsenal. Um, she was disappointed. Um, she was disappointed to be a manager at first. She says, honestly, no. I saw it as another challenge for me. I had the conversation with Triple H too. He said, I know you want to wrestle, but I thought this is a great starting point. You want to get to wrestling still, we'll absolutely go there. If you fall in love with this role, let's go with it. You see great things for you in this role. I felt feel looking at people like Paul Heyman or Sherry Martell, even Melina. That really helped shape who I became eventually. I didn't come out being a manager. I learned to be that way. It's funny when people ask me to face, make the face I do when Andrade gets hurt. I can't because it's my genuine reaction. It's all real. I generally get scared for him. I care about him like a brother. So I think I think it just adds an extra layer of authenticity to my character. On if there's more of a desire to prove herself on Raw, she says. It was the same with NXT where you have to prove yourself to the audience. They have they have to know you to form an opinion of you. This is why when I first started wrestling, I didn't want I didn't want to just jump into doing shows. Once the audience knows you, <clears throat> it's hard to undo that. For me, I wanted to make sure I was ready and have the audience feel that way. I wanted them to feel about me. You just have to prove yourself. Raw is a whole different stage as is SmackDown. It could be Raw and SmackDown versus NXT. You don't know that until you step out and realize the difference in reaction. It becomes, okay, I have to prove myself to the Raw audience now because this is different. Now, this is another step where I can prove myself again. 
on how much input she has on her outfits and the similarity to sensational Sherry. Zelina Vega says, thank you. I've wanted that. When you think of Sherry, they say when they, when they put her with him, she upped their stock. I wanted people to think that way with me. I wanted people to think that if someone was going <clears throat> to be put with me, they'd immediately get put on another level. When it comes to my outfit, I have complete creative control. I, I kind of know the, the, the vibe we are going for. I just play with it, especially if it's for a pay-per-view or something important. I love bringing my life into it. <clears throat> Vega, I got that last name from Street Fighter because I love him. I got to bring that into my last name. I dressed like him for the Royal Rumble. Then when I wanted to do something more intricate, I did Sombra from Overwatch for SummerSlam. Depending on what I'm going for in that in the moment and what the story calls for, he decides who I might be bringing into my character that day, who I'm trying to shed some light on. I'm, I always try to be different because I look at the other girls. Nothing I wear looks like anything they wear. I take pride in that because there is something to Ozelina that looks like this. Like if Zelina was a doll, what would she look like? Everybody knows exactly what she would look like, and that's important to me. On the increase in diversity on WWE TV, particularly among women, she says, it's always been important to me. Of course, I'm Puerto Rican, of course, from New York. We're all very proud of who we are, my family. I'm proud of them and feel like I'm representing them. I'm also representing the culture while I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to reflect that, reflect well on all of us as Latinos and Latinas. You think, of course, of Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. I want people to initially, especially in NXT, to think of me. That was a huge thing for us. We really wanted to stand strong with who we are. It's interesting now because, like you, like you said, there was wasn't really much when we, really much when we started. It was just like Ray <clears throat> coming back. Kalisto was coming in. Some of the girls, especially like AJ Lee and Bailey, we are Latinas as well. Some people don't even know that they were that they were and are represented as well. It might not be, might might not. It might not have been in your face, but they, but they were. For me, it was making sure I kept that level of confidence and respect for our culture and bringing that into everything we do. On WWE stance on third-party platform, on, on WWE stance on third-party platform, excuse me, I'm sorry about that. Selena says, WWE has always been respectful and encouraging with stuff like that for me. I remember when I did my cosplay for the Royal Rumble, I thought it was really cool and different. The Street Fighter tweeted about it. We love working on things like that. We have up, up, down, down, doing things, of course, with Mortal Kombat. They have always been very supportive in that way. I love that I get a chance to do what I do and live my dream. But I also get to live out other dreams like working with Tekken and stuff like that. Never did I think playing Mortal Kombat as a kid that I would be at the Mortal Kombat reveal. It's definitely a blessing. As much as I am a fan of them, they're fans of wrestling and mine. It's mind-blowing. Let's see what else we got here. As we're, of course, now at 9.36 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. Let's get you. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. I... Uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Harris brings this story here as apparently to have a backstage status update on Chelsea Green. And here is that right here. During today's episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer discussed the current status of NXT superstar Chelsea Green. 
and if she will be making it to the main WWE roster. According to Meltzer, Green is not part of the current Retribution stable on Raw, which has seen NXT superstars Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez join the group. Meltzer added that Green was taken off of NXT TV right when it appeared she was about to get a push after she, after she broke away from manager Robert Stone. When the angle was done, it was executed with the intent of bringing Chelsea Green to the main WWE roster. Meltzer stated at the time the idea was to bring her to the main roster, but they've made changes since then, so who the hell knows what's going on. Green is still currently listed, listed as part of the NXT roster for WWE. So, of course, we'll keep our eyes open and see where see where uh, Chelsea Green is going to be, where what's what's what the actual truth is. Uh, Jeffrey Harris has some WWE news right here. As Shelton Benjamin slams retributions Mia Yim, and Yim jokingly responds, plus the debut of Miss Bliss's podcast. As previously reported, the members of Retribution were revealed last night on Raw, stating that they signed contracts for the main roster. Some of them were given new names, the exceptions being Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez. They were clearly revealed in the group, but they didn't appear to be named yet like T-Bar, who was Dominic Jakovic, Mace, Dio Madden, and Slapjack, who was Shane Thorne. However, it appears WWE superstar Shelton Benjamin of the Hurt Business is fully aware that Mia Yim is supposed to be one of the members <clears throat> and he called her out on Twitter. Benjamin tweeted on me again, stating, For years I've been telling everyone what a wretched, harmless, set to be able to spike with disgusting, hateful person at me again really is. Believe me now. Me again later responded, You'll never be allowed in my animal crossing island. When a fan on Twitter noted that she's no longer being called me again as part of retribution, Benjamin fired back with, I'm calling her church fart. Okay, so that was that was the exchange between Shelton Benjamin and EM. So apparently that's going to be probably continuing on. The new WWE podcast, Uncool with, of course, I can't see her first name because it might set off my echo dot. Uncool, of course, with Miss Bliss. It's set to debut later. To, it's set to debut, of course, was actually actually debuted today at 11 a.m. Eastern. Fans can listen live on YouTube in the stream below. WWE Twitter account states, watch a full premiere episode of At Uncool with A-L-E-X-A featuring At Mike DeMiz today at 11 a.m. Eastern on WWE's official At YouTube channel At A-L-E-X-A Bliss <sighs> underscore WWE. So be sure, to, of course, like to check that out, of course, if you, if you have not done so as of yet. Uh, Jeffrey Harris has this story right here, as apparently the Young Bucks make fun of WWE's plan to repackage FTR as a comedy tag team. Yesterday on Twitter, the official Twitter account for the Young Bucks noted a past tweet by Matt Jackson writing, One day we'll wrestle the revival and everyone will rejoice. Remember this tweet? F Remember this tweet? FTR member Dax Harwood responded to the tweet, which prompted the Young Bucks account to share a callback for the repackaged gimmick idea for the revival in WWE. Dax Harwood noted on Twitter, Thank God we spent $1,000 to get out of our contracts to come to your show just to make this happen, because you were always too afraid to come to us. The Bucks later wrote in their tweet, Well, if we went there to WWE, you guys, FTR, would have looked like this. As previously reported, noted, WWE and Vince McMahon reportedly considered repackaging the revival as a comedy tag team 
when they were still under contract. The gimmick would have had them spoofing the fabulous ones, and concept art leaked for the attire that Cash Wheeler and Har Harwood would have worn. The Bucks account shared a photo <coughs> showing Matt and Nick Jackson wearing a tire that was clearly meant to, to evoke the previously leaked photos. Of course, their Twitter exchange, of course, is uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, and of course, for reference, of course, that on here, if you want to check it out, the there's a picture of the leaked images of the artwork of the entire WWE wanted FTR, formerly known as the Revival, to wear. Um, this was posted on April 18th by Cassidy Haynes on Bodyslam.net. This was Vincent Mann's plan to repackage the Revival as a comedy team. New music, new gear, SMFH. And there is a picture, of course, like I said, on this here as well. If you want to, of course, go on this. Go on this. You want to, of course, check that out. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. As we, of course, as we said, of course, Retribution actually does have some new names here. According to Jeremy Thomas, that was posted here last night. I'll go ahead and report this. The members of Retribution have new names, and they're they are something. During the main event of last night's brawl, the three men in the group faced a hurt business in a tag team match, during which we learned the names for the three. According to the commentary, Dio Madden is now known as Mace, while Dominic Jacobic is going by T-Bar, the full masked man believed to be Shane Thorne, is now being referred to as Slapjack. Retribution lost a match by DQ after, T after Jacobic hit Lashley in the face with a right fist. The group's masses then stormed the ring, which brought out the locker room for a big brawl. No word, of course, of the new names for me, him, and Mercedes Martinez as of, as of yet. So, so we'll hopefully we'll hear some more. We'll we'll hopefully, of course, uh, um, hear some more about this here very soon. <clears throat> and of course, one more that story came out last night. Uh, from Jeremy Thomas, WWE reportedly changes NXT plans after multiple positive tests of the pandemic. Um, so let's, let's let's bring this to your attention. WWE reportedly had to change up several aspects of NXT programming plans over the past couple of weeks after several people tested, tested positive for the for the infamous virus. Fightful Select reports that there were several positive tests the week of September the 9th that resulted in significant changes. The programming with many recruits training at the temporary performance center testing positive for the virus. The test results led, led, led to several classes at the performance center being canceled, with some essential coaches apparently sticking around. The performance center mandates that a mask be worn out while outside the ring, not inside the ring or in the gym area. WWE was well aware. <laughs> was well aware of the situation before last week's episode of NXT. WWE, of course, had an outbreak of the virus in June, in which the number of people who tested positive at the time were said to be in the double digits. Florida reporter John Alba has also reported the news, the news independently of Fightful, noting that according to one of his sources, some had gotten relaxed about mask wearing in areas where some people gather, and there have been some concern over that. 
He added that he's been told that people were still testing tested for the virus as recently, of course, as this weekend. And, of course, uh, and of course, John Alba posted a couple of tweets on that on, on this story here as well. So be sure, of course, to check that out here as well. And there is your rest. There is some wrestling uh, news and views, of course, here that uh, <clears throat> that we, of course, um, that, that has been reported here, of course, here for the for the for the night. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we do, I do thank Four Eleven Mania for allowing us to once again to read to read these stories here this evening. And of course, filling in tonight for our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, as we said, King and W.O. Gerard T. Smith and the Iceman Jerry Duralmo. Of course, hope, we hope we hear hear from you here, of course, momentarily. Of course, King. Of course, they, they are of course your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team. As I said, they're bringing all the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network, of course, each and every night. <coughs> and of course, like I said, they, they always, they, of course, it's they always have the news that's hard to fit. They always try to find a way to make it fit. And, of course, in GTS's case, Super Bloom and Duct Tape, you cannot beat that old-fashioned combination, nor, <clears throat> nor of course, have we ever decided, done anything with that combination for the past five years. Now, let's see what John has here in our wrestling and pop culture history and birthdays here, of course, here for today, September the 22nd. Of course, we go into 9.46 p.m., and to those who may have just popped on here just recently, I do once again ask for your indulgence and ask for your patience. Uh, like I said, until like I, said, I read this, until I take we take care of the history, and then once we get our next plug out of the way, we will of course bring you on the air. So I ask you just to please stand by on that. Thank you very much. On this date, ladies and gentlemen, in 19 let's see, in 1980 in New York City. WWF champion Bob Backlund defeated NWA world champion Harley Race by DQ in the title for title unification match. Because of the disqualification, neither title changed hands. On this date in 1984 in New York City, Big, Big John Studd defeated WWF champion Hulk Hogan by countout. Studd was not the original opponent for Hogan. Jesse Ventura was originally scheduled to be Hogan's opponent, but he was a no-go due to blood clots in his lungs and he was forced to retire from in-ring competition. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, let's see. Yes, in 1990, in 1996, WWF presented In Your House 10 Mind Games from the Core State Center in Philadelphia. About 15,000 were in attendance with 162,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's up 40,000 from In Your House 9. In a pre-show free-for-all match, Salvio Vega defeated Marty Jannetty, but Salvio pulled double duty on the next match when he defeated Bradshaw in the opening contest, which was a Caribbean strap match. Also, the, Jose Lothario defeated Jim Cornette. Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defeated the Smoking Guns to win the WWF World Tag Team titles. For Owen Hart, this is his third tag team title reign, and for the British Bulldog, it's his second tag team title reign. He had not held the tag belts since February of 1987. <clears throat> Mark Henry defeated Jerry Lawler. This is Mark Henry's first match in the WWF, but his last pay-per-view match until the 1998 Royal Rumble. Henry took 1996 and 1997 off due to an injury. The Undertaker defeated Goldust in a no-hold-guard match. 
and Shawn Michaels defeated Mankind to retain the WWF title by DQ, which was one of the best matches, of course, of the night. Also on this date, ladies and gentlemen, here in 1997, WWF Raw was held in Madison Square Garden for the first time. The show is highlighted by two of Raw's greatest moments. Of course, the WWF debut of Cactus Jack, who defeated Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a hardcore match. And the historic Stone Cold Stunner with Stone Cold Steve Austin dropping Vince McMahon with it. And also Brian Pillman's last ever Raw match, <clears throat> plus Bret Hart's last match at Madison Square Garden as he defeats Goldust in a non-title match. Also on that same night, WCW presented Monday Nitro from Salt Lake City, Utah, which was which, which the show featured the debut of Bill Goldberg, who played for the Georgia, Falcon, Georgia Bulldogs and the Atlanta Falcons. Goldberg defeated Hugh Morris to begin his undefeated streak, plus Disco Inferno won the WCW World Heavyweight World TV title excuse me, over Alex Wright. Goldberg would remain undefeated for a total of 173 wins and even gained his first WCW title in July of 1998 until dropping the title and the streak in December of 1998, of course, to Kevin Nash. <clears throat> also on this date in the year 2000 in Amarillo, Texas, Terry Funk defeated Lance Storm to win the WCW United States title. Funk last won the title in 1975 when it was known as the Mid-Atlantic United States title, but Funk would drop the title back to Lance Storm. Also on this day in 2002, WWE presented Unforgiven in Los, from the Staples Center, of course, in Los Angeles. The show was the first to feature two world title matches since No Mercy 2001, the previous October. And also Rikishi delivering a stink face to Raw General Manager Eric Bischoff after Bischoff had forced Stephanie McMahon to kiss a lesbian. And also Triple H and Ric Flair joined forces for the first time and the first ever pay-per-view match between Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker for the WWE title where the two fought to a double DQ. One title did change hands with Chris Stratus defeating Molly Holly to win the WWE Women's title. Also on this day in 2002, former WWE and WCW competitor, also former WWE hardcore and tag team champion, of course, Ray Trailer, of course, we all remember him as the big boss man, sadly was found dead at the age of 41 in Dallas, Georgia. Bossman got into the wrestling business in 1985 after working as a prison guard in Marietta, Georgia. <clears throat> he worked under the Jim Crockett promotions as Big Bubba Rogers with Dusty Rhodes seeing potential in him. He was a silent but violent bodyguard for Jim Cornette. Rogers captured the UWF title in 1987 from the one-man gang who was leaving for the WWF. Both men would join the WWF and with, with Bossman using his most famous gimmick. Post-match as a heel, he handcuffed his opponents to a ring rope and beat them with a nightstick. He would team with the Keem as they formed, formed, of course, formed the infamous Twin Towers. And no, we're not talking about the late World Trade Center. <clears throat> Bossman and Akeem would have their manager slick as the two engaged into a heated feud with Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage, with Bossman attacking Hogan on the Brother Love Show. The feud between the two teams led to the breakup of the Mega Powers and their clash at WrestleMania V. After unsuccessfully challenging for the tag team and WWF title in 1989, Bossman would turn face in 1990 after refusing to give Ted DiBiase the million-dollar title belt and defeating his partner, Akeem, at WrestleMania VI. Throughout 1990-1993, Bossman would then feud with the likes of the Heenan family, of course, Earthquake, Mr. Perfect, 
uh, a restaurant I will not name because if you know if JD was here, he would of course play his music. Also, IRS uh, Ted DiBiase and his last feud in the WWF would be against Nails, which Nails delivered a big beat down to the Big Boss Man in May 1992. The feud culminated the 1992 Survivor Series with the Boss Man defeating Nails. Boss Man would make his final pay-per-view appearance at <clears throat> would make his final pay-per-view appearance at the 1993 Royal Rumble, losing to Bam Bam Bigelow before being released. Trailer would have an All Japan Pro Wrestling stint before returning to WCW in 1993, defeating Rick Rude in a non-title match as the boss. Trailer would spend 1994 as the Guardian Angel, feuding with Big Van Vader. Then he would turn heel and once again became Big Bubba Rogers in 1995 as he would join the Dungeon of Doom and then join the NWO. However, he was kicked out of the group in 1997 and turned face one more time in WCW. Bossman returned to the WWF in 1998 as a heel joined the corporation and attacking Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. November 3rd, 1998, he beat Mankind to capture his first singles belt in the WWF, which was, of course, the hardcore title. And in December, he captured the tag team titles with Ken, Ken Shamrock against the New Age Outlaws. But the loser titles back, the loser titles, titles the, 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 the Road Dog in December 1998. And with the tag titles with Ken Shamrock in January of 1999, Bossman would go on to challenge the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania 15 at Hell in a Cell, and where the Undertaker defeated him in the shortest Hell in a Cell match and also hung him post match. Bossman would regain the hardcore title again in December of 99 and would do some dastardly things like feed Pepper Steak, Pepper Steak to Al Snow, which was actually Al Snow's dog. And then to take the cake, he may have found the Big Show's father, who had died of terminal cancer, and also drove a cop car to Big Show's father's funeral and repossessed the casket. Bossman would lose to the Big Show at Armageddon 1999 for the WWF title. It was the first time since 1989 that the Bossman had challenged for that belt. Bossman would be eliminated by The Rock in the 2000 Royal Rumble. After losing the hardcore title, he formed a tag team with Will Buchanan, but the group would split up in the summer of 2000. Bossman would spend late 2000, early mid 2001, until returning in December of that year to help Booker T defeat Stone Cold in the first blood match. He was drafted to the Raw brand in March of 02, but lost his final match to Tommy Dreamer. He was a trainer for Ohio Valley Wrestling, but was released in 2003. Just two months before his death, he ran for a commission chairman in Paulding County, Georgia. He lost in July of 2004. Sadly, he died of a heart attack while his sister was visiting him. At the time of his death, he was survived by his wife and two daughters. Earlier that year, he was posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. <clears throat> also, of course, on this day in 2010, TNA announced that Mickey James was actually signed. Also on that same day, Jorge Gonzalez, known as El Gigante in WCW, and of course, Giant Gonzalez in the WWF. Sadly, died due to diabetes at the age of 44. Gonzalez was known in WWF for feuding with The Undertaker in 93. He debuted in the 93 Royal Rumble match, eliminating The Undertaker, but failed to defeat him at WrestleMania and SummerSlam. Gonzalez in 91 was also infamously was a part of WCW's Chamber of Horrors match. Gonzalez retired from wrestling in December of 95 and spent his life in a wheelchair. Also on this date in 2014, on Raw from Memphis, Tennessee, Dolph Ziggler defeated The Miz to win the Intercontinental title. Also, of course, we have a happy 47th birthday to Bob Sapp today. 
Also, happy 93rd birthday to former manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And also was one of the ring announcers for WrestleMania 2 on April 7, 1986. The one and the only Tommy Lasorda. On his date in 1692, the last of the people were hanged for witchcraft and six other deaths during the Salem Witch, witch Trials. Of course, the Salem Witch Trials is interpreted in the 1996 movie The Crucible, which was also, of course, a very popular book. In 1911, Cy Young beats Pittsburgh Pirates at Forbes Field for his final career victory, number 511. On his date in 1947, the Brooklyn Dodgers clinched a National League pennant by defeating the St. Louis Cardinals, 94-60. 1969, Willie Mays becomes the second player to hit 600 home runs. On his day, 1975, Gerald Ford has a second assassination attempt. 1976, Charlie's Angels, the, the, the TV show, of course, Charlie's Angels debuts. On his day, 1982, the TV show Family Ties premieres on NBC. This day in 1985, the first farm maid is held, organized by Willie Nelson, Neil Young, and John Cougar Mellencamp. On this day in 1987, NFL players go on strike for 24 days. On this day in 1989, Baywatch debuts on NBC. On this day in 1993, Nolan Ryan pitches his final game. On this day in 1994, the TV show Friends makes makes its debut. In 1997, Elton John re-releases the song Candle in the Wind as a tribute to Princess Diana. And on this day, 2004, the show Lost debuts on ABC. Also on that same day, Barry Bonds was intentionally walked four times in a nine-inning nine game for the second time. Today, today would have been the 78th birthday of former NBA commissioner from 1984 through 2014. Of course, he passed away a few months ago now with the late David Stern. And John said that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here uh, for today. So, John, we thank you very much for the history and birthdays here for tonight. And, of course, and also we, also our wrestling news and views taking place here as well. 9.59 p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, here, this is, of course, episode 889 of WCWS, of course, uh, Revolution. Here, this is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID uh 138055pound. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. W- Mr. WWS, of course, Chad Hinshaw here. Uh, also alongside here the human suplex machine, John Gross. And like we said, ladies and gentlemen, we 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 were we of course have been of course hopefully to hear from some folks tonight, and we do have some folks here. One of which it looks like I think he probably could not wait any longer. I think he had to leave us. So, so to, to so to this person here, I will of course name the name here in just a few minutes as to who that is. But first off, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and of course and do some introductions here for who who has come on. Of course, right now, we welcome to episode eight eighty nine. Of course, of Revolution. He is a he is of course a multiple title holder in the WWS Trivia Championship Series. He is also of course a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. <clears throat> he is of course he is of course uh, of course just recently one of the belts he did of course pick up was the OVWUS Light Heavyweight Championship. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about the man with the golden voice here. I'm talking about Mister. The sole man himself, Mr. Justin Lewis Fleming. Justin, we welcome you, sir. 
Also, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we now have coming in on the line. He is, of course, as we said, one half of our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice. He's also a three-time WWS Hall of Famer and also a multiple title holder in our Tribute Championship Series, as well as, of course, the other, another part of our broadcast team for WWS Raw Radio. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I'm referring to the one and the only the Iceman himself, of course, here. Uh, um, we all know him as JD, but, of course, now we have him here. Here, here is, of course, like we said, the Iceman, Jeremy Duolmo. And we also have a very unexpected surprise here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we thought we may not hear from this gentleman for a little while, but apparently he has decided to stop by here for, for possibly for a little while here and chit-chat with us. He is, he is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, another member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. He is... <clears throat> He is also, of course, uh, um, as we said here, of course, now one half of the OVWS Tag Team Champions and, of course, the GWI Tag Team uh, Champions alongside the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross. He is also the new OVWS Hardcore Champion, champion as well. Now, and who am I talking about, you ask? Well, I think I think it's going to be academic when I when I say it, the name in this turn. I'm referring to the one and the only, the king of clubs himself, Mitt Patel. We haven't heard from him for here for a little while. We thought we were going to hear from him again until sometime next month, but apparently he has made it back here. I'm still on hiatus. I know, but but it sounds like well, it sounds like a very good hiatus to me. <laughs> So uh, yeah. So 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 Justin, JD, and Mint, we welcome we welcome you. Of course, one person that was waiting very patiently was the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, but apparently he, he apparently must have had to leave. So uh, so we apologize to him for his wait. And if he does come back on here in the next little while, like I said, he is welcome back to come back on here if he if he wishes to, of course. Uh, if he wishes to, of course. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Gentlemen, uh, yes, thank you very much there here indeed. Uh, let me see here. And, of course, I say, and, it, and, of course, with what I've already read with the pop culture featuring birthdays here, let's see if, J.D., I have something else to add to tack on. I do have some news. I do have a little bit of news to report very quickly. But I will ask one question. Which wrestler were you talking about earlier? I ain't going to tell you. I ain't going to say Would a word. It be, oh, wait a minute. I think I know what it is. Do I oh, dare you, play it? You do, you do, you do, and I'll kill you. <laughs> you do. I'll, I'll, oh my God, you sick Okay, you, 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 I, 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 I told you what, was, I told you what would happen. Well, well, it, it, it looks like I'm probably. But I do have a little bit of news, though, to report. Go ahead and go ahead and uh, last, go ahead. last night's raw was 1.23. The last two weeks they've been 1.25 and 1.23. The annual average of uh, raw rating in August was 1.33, almost 1.3 and a half. 
July this was 1.20. The last three months, they've gone out to an average for the last three months, 1.3. Also, in addition to that, however, mind you, in addition to that, mind you, da 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 we have heard, however, mind you, what the viewership was last night, and it was not very good, to say the least. 1.668, down from 1.68 last week, however. The first hour did 1.746, hour two did 1.62, the final hour, 1.56. Meanwhile, Monday Night Football delivered 7.45 million viewers for ESPN and 7.984 for ABC in a simulcast. Last year's Raw at this time delivered 2.21 million viewers. In addition to that, however, we understand that tonight the Chicago Bulls have hired Billy Donovan as their new head coach, formerly of the Oklahoma City Thunder. And after being fined on Sunday, Vic Mangino, however, Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan, $100,000 each. However, apparently Sean Payton and John Gruden have also been fined $100,000, and they have also been fined referring to the Raiders and Saints, $250,000, believe it or not. So, apparently, there we go. Gruden, of course, was asked after Monday night's game about me. He asked, on the sidelines, said the following, I'm doing my best. I've had the virus. I'm doing my best, and I'm very sensitive about it. I'm calling plays, and I just want to communicate in these situations. And if I get fined, I'll have to pay the fine. But I'm very sensitive about that, and I apologize. That's what she said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I would be playing that line, no, but yes. So there you go. Uh, that's uh, some of the stuff going on. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to let uh, Mitt and Justin have their say now, and I will get my say in eventually of what was a very shitty, and I do stress the word, shitty Raw last night. With a capital S. The capital S, yes, indeed. Uh, oh, yeah! Okay. <clears throat> anyway, let's see okay. what John... <laughs> anyway, put, let me go ahead and read what John has here, and then I will, then we will let him, then I will turn it over to see what Mint and Justin has to say. So, I could, I know, I know they're definitely want to Shine off on things. By the way, Mint, like I said, as I mentioned before, in the new OVWS line of belts here, you actually picked up, like we said, the OVWS Hardcore Championship, and you were one half of the OVWS World Tag Team Champions alongside John. So, once again, you added a couple more belts to your arsenal. And the man, congratulations, of course, here on that here to you. All right. Okay. Yes, indeed. Um, let me go ahead and read what John has to say here. He says he thought Raw was okay, but it could have been a little bit better. Finally, we we, we finally know who the guys were. Of course, Mia Yim, Dominic Jakovic, Gesundheit, by the way, uh, Shane, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, and Mercedes Martinez. All, of course, as retribution, but there's going to be someone else leading retribution. And John says it's got to be somebody else. John believes that it is. The other thing that left a bad taste in his mouth, as we were, of course, as, as if we were, of course, on the Mari um, um, Povich show again with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio because of Buddy Murphy and Ray's daughter. But yeah, Raw was trash, just like all the other Raws. This could have been better, but still thought it was, in his words, okay. So there's, there's John starts right there. 
Uh, we haven't heard from you in a while. Let's go ahead and get your take here on some of the things that took place here um, here uh, last night. Um, like JD said, it was a shitty show. It's a whole. Justin can agree with me with this too. So we'll Papa John over there. Um. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was really highly disappointed. JD had to calm me down behind the scene about this real villain of retribution. Yes, I did call it down the middle who it was, but was it the white time? No, because I would have waited till the night after Survivor Series to reveal retribution. Because you're not dealing with just, what is it, five of them that we view? Yeah. You had all these other members of Retribution, and they're still wearing the damn mask. I mean, come on. They can do better than that. I've seen better things in New Japan than Dota Eve as of late. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> that was somebody whipping Vince McMahon, by the way. Yes. Anyway, you were saying. Is that JD? Is that JD? Mm-hmm. You're right. You're much right. And do, I don't know if you guys heard. Uh, real quick, sorry, man. Stephanie McMahon has sold some of her shares of WWE stock to the tune of over $2.2 million in value. According to reports, WWE announced in an SEC filing day Monday that she sold 57,573 shares of Class A common stock at an average price of 39.18 for 2.2 million. The actual prices ranged from $39 even to an even 39.46. She still has 76,324 shares of Class A common stock in the company and previously sold off 11,167 shares in July. That were the mature duration of stocks she got she get from her employment with WWE. JD, did you say Stephanie McMahon by any chance? What's that? Did you say Stephanie McMahon by any chance? Yes, I did. Selling stock. Yes, I did. Okay. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway. anyway uh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I had the wrong one. I, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There okay. You go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and real quick, real quick sports update. Congratulations yeah. to my Atlanta Braves winning three. They just won their division in the East for three straight years, which means they won 20 division titles in the NL East. That is good. Very good to see. Yeah, yeah, no, they're my team too, by the way, man. So, I mean, I'm a great Braves fan too, so, yes. I actually went down there 15 years ago to go see them play. Where they had our seats at, it was right there. Right there, I was almost, it almost felt like I was getting a suntan right there in the stands. There was no shade. Yeah. And they didn't, they, they didn't give me anything to cover. They didn't give me any anything to cover my face or whatever. But I mean, it was, this was at Turner Field. And I, I remember very well that the old County Stadium lot was a parking for Turner Field. 
which was kind of it, which was kind of interesting. All right, Justin says right here, guys. Retribution names sound like new villains for the Ninja Turtles. Dominic's looks like actually Dominic kind of looked like Shredder from the Ninja Turtles. He <laughs> says. He and Justin, Justin actually said this here. This is this is a little bit deep here, but this is Justin's words. He's losing all his faith in WWE. He's saying that it stinks. Uh, so, well, Justin, that's your personal that's your personal thoughts about that, and I can I can uh, I can I can of course definitely uh, respect that, and plus also I can respect this. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so. All right, but uh, and JD wants to watch a little bit of this because he can't wait because he because he wants to hear this again. Yeah, there you go. yeah. <clears throat> but um, but yeah, I'm glad to see I'm glad to see that the Braves got a good win here. That's uh, uh, that was very, very very good indeed. And of course, um, and of course, obviously, Neil did mention to me because he knew that I was a that I am a Carolina Panthers fan. I mean, he wasn't trying to rub it in or anything like that, but apparently he was telling me, of course, just like everybody else has, that about what happened between Carolina and Tampa Bay on Sunday. Uh, of course, I did hear I did hear about it before coming on the show yesterday afternoon. Morning, morning. Morning, morning. Morning, morning. JD, you son of a. Okay, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. No, we're just joking. Um, well, I guess everybody, everybody's gotten their thoughts, and I think we're, I think we're ready to hear from. Uh, I think we're ready to hear from one other uh, person here. Uh, now, Mitt, before JD, before I turn you loose here, I got to ask Mitt this quick question. Uh, I have noticed here that, of course, since we start putting up the. Uh, since we put up, of course, the the poll tournaments for on the prediction center page um, for this Sunday's event, that you have voted. So, so I take it that you are that even though that you're still on native network, that you are still going to take part in our title challenge. Yes. Okay. All right. Just wanted to make sure. And also, I did get confirmation here before. I know, I know, J.D., you said you were in it. John said he was in it. Uh, Fonzie said he was in it. Justin said he was in it. Actually, I talked to Mr. Hulkamania and Bob Ziegler earlier today. And, believe it or not, uh, I may have gotten I may have been able to get him in the group here earlier today. So he may be put, posting his thoughts here as well. But, uh, um so, but he did say that he was going to do it as well. So at least we, at least we have confirmed here of several people that are, that are of course going, that are obviously uh, taking part. And of course, like I said, when you're when when you when you automatically vote here, folks, that means you're automatically, uh, automatically, of course, uh, of course, signed in. And this didn't really take that long here. Right after I posted this. Which I did. I did find out, of course. Obviously, I know JD. You probably gonna say something about this in a minute, but I, forgive me if I if I can't help it. That, of course, obviously we did update the Raw Tag Team Title Match for Clash of Champions. 
Plus, also, we found out that two more matches were were added with one that kind of blew my mind as to why in the world they're going to put it as a pre-show. I, have yeah, no idea. I don't get that. I don't get that either. I mean, I thought I thought she was on a real good roll here. And, um, so, I mean, I... Anyway, we'll talk about this here, of course, in a moment. But right now, let's go ahead and switch things over to, of course, the Iceman here. Who I'm sure he's got a lot to say here about what happened on last night's Raw going into Clash of Champions. And 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 I know, and we can't, of course, I always look, always look forward to hearing what J.D. has to say. And, of course, we really do mean that. So, uh, J.D., let's go ahead and hear your thoughts and, of course, about uh, last night's edition of Raw. All right. Clash of the Champions. Oh, how an interesting show it was last night. And once again, it just goes to show you have the three biggest jackasses in the company. The senile, racist, bigoted, narcissistic, sexist, bigoted Vince McMahon. His little corporal lieutenant, the bucktooth little beaver himself, however, Kevin... Dickbag, douchebag, Dunn, Wally, Wiley Wallace, and of course, everyone's red-faced little, uh, let's just say, preacher, if you want to call him that, Mr. I love you, boring ass. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> preacher. Sorry about that. Anyway. You sound like a homo. That's... No offense. But, what's that? Okay, let's talk about the matches before I get into my biggest rant of the evening. We started off the first match of the night with a triple threat. Of course, we had the so-called great Brady, Eddie Guerrero wannabe ass clown, Angel Garza, and his buddy, Mr. Charlotte Flair, who's not at home, basically... Getting some nookie, if you will, let's just say, on Zolade Sinomis. Taking, of course, the Monday Night Moron Messiah maggot, scumbag shithead sellout, sleazy Seth Rollins, and his disciple, Moron Buddy Murphy. Taking on, of course, Dominic Mysterio and Umberto Carrillo. And, of course, we have the Street Profits, the poor man's crime time at the commentary desk. With Tom Phelps, who returned to the commentary this week, along with Byron Boring Saxton, however. And, of course, Jerry the King Lawler, returning to Raw for the first time in quite a while. As a result, what happens? Bruce and Dunn and Vince Howard figure, oh, let's put on Dorade and Garza as the number one contenders to the tag house. Less than a week after fighting one another, and they've been fighting with one another for quite some time, they decide now to basically get a tag title shot. And as a result, they will now face the Street Profits on Sunday. Oh, goody. Just what we need to see, the same old crap we've been seeing in the tag division on Raw for the last literally three and a half, four months with this bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, let's talk about the Kevin Owens show. Who comes out but, of course, Mr. Uh, Here Comes the Money himself, Shane O'Mac, the little twerp that he is, however, and Kevin Owens. Then, of course, we see Daba Kato, the big strong man, come out, however, to be standing with Shane before Braun Strowman shows up. Kevin Owens thought we were going to see a brawl. Shane thought we were going to see a brawl. and We thought we were all going to see a brawl between these two, however, before Raw Underground. 
but it wasn't to be. Then, of course, here comes Snake from Metal Gear himself, however, Mr. Selena Vega himself, Aleister Black, basically beating the holy bejesus out of Kevin Owens, however, mind you, just basically how, getting a few shots in, however, on, uh, like I said, however, Kevin Owens, including a shot that's just say by basically stretching him out, however, and basically yanking Owens' groin and running it right into the ring post. Shane got Gato to leave, however, and hyped up this fight with Strowman as the Battle of the Behemoths, however, closed out the KO show. Then, of course, we go to the next match, Drew McIntyre and, of course, Keith Lee in all his glory, however. This was a very this good wasn't match. Even but a match. What's that? Sorry, I was saying, this was not even a match. It was bullshit. No, but it was actually one of the, it was actually the only good match the entire night. When you think about it. But then, mm-hmm. who shows up? None other than Michelle's favorite. And of course, Triple H's favorite, however, as well as Vince's favorite, however. The little twerp that he is, however, none other than Rat Boy Randy Orton. Gee, Randy, why don't you tell us how much cock you sucked in Vince's office last night, Howard, to say once again you're going to be the next heavyweight champion, Howard, for the 14th time by telling everyone, Howard, you're going to beat Drew McIntyre in an ambulance match on Sunday. Why don't you tell us how much ass you had to kiss, basically, in the last few months, Howard, to basically brown-nose your way to the top of the food chain once again and get a title opportunity handed to you on a silver fucking player. Why don't you tell us how much ass you kissed and cocked you sucked, Vince? There, Randy, by getting what you were handed to, however, mind you, and how much you're going to be given that, Howard, come Sunday. Why don't you tell us all about that? Huh? Why don't you tell us about that, you little piss ant? Then, we had a backstage segment, Howard, with Oscar, but who comes out next? Oh, yes! The idiotics! The moronics! The take-a-piss-onics! The take-a-crap-onics! The stack-break-onics! The beer-drinking onyx! The soda-pop-onyx! Piss Ann Peyton Royce, Mrs. Sean Spears herself, however, and her Kim Kardashian clony, however, if you will, none other than that black-haired little bitch, however, Billy Kay, however, or should I say, the broad Billy Kay. Speaking of broad, you're, you're probably the only one who does. I think it's worth it. But anyway, what no, I don't no, no. get is this. I'm talking about the way they broke them up. Oh, the way they broke one. Yes. Oh, okay. Anyway, talking about women, let's talk about the next match, which was a women's match. Mrs. Aleister Black, however, the Jennifer Lopez of the freaking WWE, however, mind you, Selena Vega taking on Mickey James. And once again, what do they do with Mickey? Oh, yeah. They decide to open up their pants, however, and basically pull down their pants, exposing their nuts, however, and basically... Pissing all over Mickey James in the process, however, by denying her an opportunity to face Oscar yet again at Clash of the Champions, and instead give it to the J Lo wannabe herself, Selena Vega. Yeah, great move, Vince. Great move, Kevin Dunn. Great move, Bruce. Why don't you just tell us how much? uh... Okay, why don't you go ahead before I continue? Um, one thing pissed me off. I know you can agree. Yeah. That kick that Mickey did yesterday did not even connect. What the no. fuck was that about? I don't. That's a good question. That's twice in two. That's a good point, Matt. Twice in two weeks, Mickey has just not looked good. She looked very lost last night. She looked very much out of sync. And maybe it was what happened the week before that still got her. I don't know. That's a good question. 
But what I don't get is, you're going to have Selena Vega taking on Asuka on the pre-show. On the fucking pre-show. Yeah, let's bury Asuka this week, however, this month on pay-per-view, however, by making your face J-Lo, however, 2.0 on the pre-show. Hopefully Asuka will make that little uh, Jennifer Lopez little runt squirm within an inch of her life, however, mind you, and scream for mercy, however, when she makes her tap to the Oscar lock. But knowing Selena, however, and knowing Vince, however, and Dunn and Pritchard, however, they'll probably find a way to embarrass us all, however, and give Selena the title. But I hope not. Then, of no, course, talking about... It's not going to happen. You're right. I agree. Then we have... Cedric Alexander, should I say Cedric, the clown Alexander, with, of course, his protege, Moron, very pissant, if you will, MVP, however, taking on Apollo Crews and Ricochet. This week, Apollo got a little retribution, however, on Cedric Howard, his one-time former friend, but then afterwards, however, who comes out? Oh, yeah, MVP's henchman, if you will. Bitch boy Bobby Lashley and Sheldon bore me to tears, Benjamin, however, mind you. And once again, however, the Hurt Business has the last laugh, last laugh on Apollo, Ricochet, and Ricochet, however. Yeah, let's continue to make them look like a bunch of arrogant assholes, however, and have the Hurt Business continue to suck Vince's cock every week, however. I'm sure that's really tasting good, Vince, for you because of having guys on their knees blowing you in your office. Huh? I'm sure you like that. Speaking of which, however, let's go to the next match. You talk about embarrassment, however. This is where two parts come into play. First, let's talk about the women's tag team match against, of course, the former somewhat queen of hearts herself, as she likes to call herself, Natalia. And, of course, everyone's favorite little blonde, backstabbing little bitch, or should I say, boring, actually, boring-ass bitch, however, Lana. What happens? Oh, yeah. Shayna and I have the no-telling sell-off jack-off, however, and her person, however, the queen of spades herself, the submission magician, makes short work of Natty and Lana in 60 seconds. 60 seconds! Great job, Vince! Way to continue to bury Natty and Lana, however, and have Shayna and Nia do whatever you want, however, by kissing your ass along with Bruce and Kevin's son's ass as well. And what's more, what happened after the match? Oh yeah, Nia decides to pick up, however, Lana, and for the second week in a row, perform a Samoan drop on her through a table. Gee, I guess you're really enjoying having Nia basically doing that to Lana, however, and making Lana look like a total fool every week after what her husband said about you, Vince. You just can't handle that uh, Miro told the truth about what was going on here, but yet you find a way to punish Lana for the last two weeks. Hmm. Coincidence, perhaps? Maybe. Speaking of maybe, let's talk about one of the bigger, stupider things of the night, Tower. Can somebody please tell me what year it is right now? Mitt, Chad, anyone? Can anyone tell me what year it is right now for the life of me? 2020. Thank you, 2020. But last night, we talked about Seth Rollins, we turned the clock back 15 years, however, to 2005, and once again, we had the infamous storyline that had a lot of people questioned, however, at the time when it all went down, rehashed all over yet again. 
Yes, folks, it is the Rey Mysterio Who's the Daddy storyline. Because apparently, once again, Seth Rollins figured being the swineback shithead sleazeball that he is, however, he decided last night, Howard, to tell everyone, however, and Dominic Mysterio, along with the rest of the Mysterio family, that Rey was not really his father and that Aiello was not his real daughter, and that Dominic was not his real son. Gee, why don't we turn back the clock 15 years ago, Vince Howard, and go back to that whole lame-ass storyline that totally, absolutely was worthless, Howard, by having Seth Rollins pretend that he's Eddie Guerrero and find a way to make everyone look like a bunch of blithering, stupid idiots, Howard. In the process, Howard, Seth Rollins is no Eddie Guerrero, and I will say this first and foremost, Howard, whoever came up with that idea last night whether it be Bruce, Dunn, whoever it was in the writing team, however, should be hung by their balls and strung by their bo- nuts at the same Hung by their balls and hung by their neck. No pun intended. Because that is going to be, by far, the worst, and I do say this right now without hesitating, the worst storyline of the year, if you're going to drag this out for quite a while. And the way it looks like right now, it's going to continue to be going on however, possibly in the weeks coming. Hopefully it won't, however, but I am tired of seeing the same old thing rehashed time and time and time and time and time and time again. Gee, Vince, what did you think of uh, making uh, everyone look like a bunch of blithering idiots for last night by having this story? What was the point of having this story brought up last night? Why did you even go there last night? What were you trying to accomplish? Apparently nothing. Apparently nothing. Then we go to Oscar versus Payne Royce, and of course that didn't last very long because the Hobbit herself, Howard, decided to find a way to stick her nose into it and try to take a cheap shot on Oscar before the upcoming title match. And of course we're talking about the Jennifer Lopez wannabe again, none other than Selena vacuum-sucking Vega, because we all know that she sucked and blowed her way to the top, power, or basically found a way to suck and blow him at the same time, along with management, Howard, to get what she wanted by having a match to face with Oscar. Now, before we get to the main event, however, of course, we're going to talk about what happened in Raw on the ground between Broad Strowman and Davicato. This was interesting, but it wasn't great. I was a little surprised to see Braun Strowman take down a big, strong man like Davicato, however, and actually knock him out, however. I really was. But was this worth watching? Hell no. And as I've said for the last several weeks, ever since Raw on the ground made its debut, I don't know why they continue to show Raw on the ground every week. It is getting worse and worse. It's not funny. It's not entertaining. Hell, it's not even exciting. It's apparently Vince McMahon and Shane coming up with the idea that they decided to bring Fight Club back, however, from 1999 into 2020, however. And it just continues to be the same old bullshit every week with the same old people, whether it's Ivar from the Viking Raiders, Dolph Ziggler, Riddick Moss, Dava Kato, Braun Strowman. It doesn't really matter. Titus O'Neil, it's time to pull the plug on this thing once and for all. And I don't know why they're continuing to drag it out week after week after week. I think you can agree with me about something here. What's that? Please, go ahead. It was better than watching that 24-7 championship segment. Oh, that segment? Oh, yeah, it's dissolving our truth. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll agree with you there. Yep, I'll definitely agree with you there. And again, that's another thing. Talking about the 24-7 title. Let's end that whole thing while we're at it, Howard. You know, why don't we just find a way to end this once and for all? Are they going to end it anytime soon? No. Not at all. I don't see that happening. I really, I really don't. And of course, it just goes to show you that Vince does not even care about who he pisses off more and more. He really doesn't, apparently. 
Anyway, we now go to the main event, however, which of course was the Hurt Business taking on Retribution, which earlier in the night showed up, and of course, they revealed themselves, however, to be Dominic Djokovic, Dio Madden, Mercedes Martinez, Mia Yim, and Shane Thorne. And as a result, we saw the team of Retribution of Mace, T-Bar, and Slapjack, more like Slap My Nut, versus Bobby Lashley. Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander with MVP. And, of course, Bobby and company won against Retribution. But did we really need to see Retribution unmask this soon and this quickly? Apparently, no. I guess WWE was... No, I agree. No, we didn't. But apparently Vince, basically feeling that the need to change all of that, however, basically to try to get his jollies off, however, mind you, thought it was the right call. Hmm. I wonder who also made that decision. Bruce... Who also made that call done? Oh, that's right, Howard. You probably said the whole time you're innocent of everything and you're not guilty of anything wrong whatsoever. You didn't do anything wrong whatsoever. No, not at all. Of course not, however, mind you. You thought you were a good little soldier, Howard, by inventing Vince's uh, little bitch lieutenants, if you will. Anyway, long story short, Howard, I just don't know how much more I can stomach this show. I really cannot. I just don't know why. Why, why, why we have to put up with the same bullshit every week. It's not why getting did you better. Have to call them, why did you have to call them T-Bar, Mace, um, Slapjack? Uh, Slapjack, yeah, good what point. The, I don't know. What that's that's a good about? point. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good point, man. I agree with you. I agree 100% with you. Yeah. What was hey, up with that? Let me join hey, let me join Retribution. Myself, hmm. Oh, here's even one better, okay? You'll agree with me on this too, Mitt. Hey, we're Retribution. We're a copy of the Dark Order of AEW. We're going to name ourselves how are these names are, but yet we'll have more than five people where there's 12 or 15 people out there, mind you, basically, who were basically coming out of the woodwork, how, and we didn't know the rest of them, how we only saw five of them out there, but by the end of the night, we saw 15 or 20 more show up. It's like, what the hell? Who called that one? But yeah, not a great, not a great go-home show at all. Absolutely pathetic, and once again, it just goes to show that Vince doesn't give a damn about anyone but his own petty, pathetic self, however. So that being said, all in all, I was not very impressed with Raw this week. On a rating of 1 to 10, I give this show literally almost a 2.5, close to a 3 out of 10. Although I don't want to go that way, I can honestly say I was not very impressed. But I will be back in a few minutes, guys. I have to step out for a couple seconds. I will be right back. Thank you very much. Thank you very much there, of course, there, J.D. Uh, of course, I did read in the news that... Uh, that apparently there's now a Twitter war between Shelton Benjamin and me and him over this whole thing here. Uh, apparently Shelton Benjamin tried to tell a lot of people that me and him was not really a uh, was 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 really someone that he wasn't really looking forward to seeing or something to that to that effect. And he said he quoted and of course he brought up what happened on what last night with with the with, with with them naming the uh, the guys and retribution and all that, and of course it was said that Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez had not been named yet, but Mia Yim Mia Yim's name ought to be 
church part. That's the way he brought it up. Uh, which was which was kind of which was kind of funny in a way if you think about it. So so but um, but uh, but like I but like I said, I mean it's I mean I do agree that like I said this was kind of a big time uh, this was kind of a big time. Uh, Big time change right here. So uh, we we of course hope we of course like I said doesn't look like that as far as Raw's contribution to uh, Clash of Champions this Sunday. It doesn't look like they're going to be going in with a uh, with a very with a very unique outlook. Uh, of course, uh, of course. I mean, I'm not. We're not going to be. We're also not going to be very optimistic at all. As far as, of course, SmackDown is concerned, again, as always, we'll definitely have to wait and see, and we'll talk more about that, of course, here on Friday. Now, ladies and gentlemen, on the line here, uh, I've also been waiting, of course, ever so patiently. <coughs> he is, of course, like I said, a, a member of John Gross's Sports and Pro Wrestling Incorporated Facebook page. Also, ladies and gentlemen, he is, uh, he is of course, uh, um, are a three-man radio net, uh, one-man radio network wrecking crew, of course, t- taking care, of course, of WWS Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and WWS Sports Machine, of course, here for us here every single week here now, ladies and gentlemen. He is also one half of the NWA US World Tag Team Champions alongside the Black Widow, Michelle and Dodds. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, hailing from the Big Apple itself, of course, in New York, of course, here as well. Uh, A city so nice, I believe they named it twice. Yes, indeed. I believe that's the way that goes. Uh, Thank you very much. Give me the thumbs up right there. Uh, Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring him in here right now. Of course, the one and the only, of course, we know him as the Loose Cannon. But, of course, we also call him, uh, no, it's not that shack. It's another shack. The Loose Cannon himself. Shaquille Cole Cephas. But of course, this Shaq is much more pleasant to the eyes than the actual Shaq that's well known. <laughs> Shaquille Cole Cephas is on here with 889 of Revolution here. Uh, so, uh, Shaq, welcome, of course, here. Sir, good to have you, of course, here joining myself, joining JD, joining Justin. Uh, I, think, uh, I think John's already had to leave us. But Mitt has popped back on here with us here for just just for for a visit here tonight. So we can't we love to hear. Uh, we, it's, it's been great to of course hear hear from him of course here as well. Uh, Shaq, we were just of course going over, of course with Clash of Champions. Of course, six days off, um, six days off, six days away from uh, uh, from, from now. But I guess you could say now five days from now. Yeah, it's five. Uh, five days, yes, right. So yesterday was six, but now it's Let's get your take here about about uh, anything in particular you want to uh, kind of touch on as far as, of course, what ha- what uh, happened last night on Raw going into a clash. Now, like for me, like 
let's kick this off with um retribution. It it's like the um the logic I'm trying to figure out is why in the hell the five members the five main members of retribution signing the WWE contracts when they're all from goddamn NXT. Like what the hell? Are they trying to rebrand them into like a new image before they use their real names? And then another thing. I'm interested to figure out what role will Retribution play in Clash of Champions because you already know when McIntyre led his troops, let the roster down to face Retribution at the end, and then Retribution faced the Hurt Business, I think the two title matches from the Raw side, the U.S. title and the WWE title, I think at least one of them is going to have Retribution interference, if not both. Now, as far as the Raw Women's Division goes, oh, man, are they really, like, waiting that long for Bianca Belair to have a shot at the title? Are they waiting until, like, Survivor Series at the least? Because Asuka got, like, concosted the Survivor Series as Women's Champion because outside of Mickey James, and then you you know we still have, and Karen and her former secretary are back on SmackDown, I don't see much of a threat. From her, from the women's division for Oscar, and then yeah. with the um, tag titles, oh my God, Adrade and Garza again? What the hell? That's ta- the main roster tag team division is trash. My God, like I yeah. know Dominic and them are caught up in this whole, this whole like. recycled version of this paternity angle, which is some bullshit now. Because I'm like, wait, you really going after Ray's daughter? And I get it, she's 19, but come the fuck on. There's got to be some lines that got to be drawn when it comes to um, to relationships. And if it's like a big-ass gap, nah. Like, why bring that even... Why bring that... to a storyline. Like, what the hell? My God. And I'm glad, like, they had Saints Raiders last night because for me, between Raw being ass and then my Yankees getting clobbered at 1.12 to 1, uh, 11 to 1, I just like, you know what? I'll watch Saints Raiders. And then the Raiders got an upset win. But, like, next week for Raw, ooh, they're in for it because. You got Patrick Mahomes, boy, and the Chiefs visiting Baltimore to face Action Jackson and the Ravens. That is going to be a barn burner. And then I'm going to be honest. I'm actually going to be interested to see how they're going to have Keith Lee return after he got punted in the head. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, now, one story I did bring up in the news here that I didn't get a chance to ask everybody. I'll go ahead and everybody now and check if I got you on here. I'll go ahead and bring this up. Apparently, right now, it seems that um, I, I, they thought at one point that this female competitor to NXT was going to be a part of, was going to be moving up to the main roster possibly as a part of retribution. But apparently um, they said due to some things that have changed or something, I'm not sure what the details are, but apparently they're saying that uh, right now they got her kind of in, it almost like sounds like to me that they got her kind of in limbo 
because right now they still list her as a member of the NXT roster. But, and of course, I'm sure, I'm sure in this case, if y'all don't have not heard about it, I'll go ahead and say who I'm referring to, and that is Chelsea Green. Apparently, like I said, now they had the plans to move her up, but now almost like they're not. So, I mean, they have. I mean, they thought they thought that Chelsea Green was a, was was a was an overall part of this of, of this whole shebang. But but apparently it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's that way. Um, does anybody care to give a give a thought or two? About that, about I mean, you I mean they? I mean, according to WWE's website, they still got Chelsea Green listed as, you know, as um, as a member of the NXT roster. I mean, so 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 my so my my take is, where 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 did, where does she where does she stand? Is she going? Are they are they going to put her up on the roster, or are they going to put her? Are they going to leave her in NXT? And just pretty much abandon the plan. I mean, does anybody care to comment on comment on that uh, on that scenario? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I don't know what the hell they're doing with um, Chelsea Green. And if it's taking them so long to uh, move her up to the main roster, then what was the point of her leaving the Robert Stone brand then? Like, what the hell? Like, right. everything is just, it just feels like a mess right now. I think between the main roster and NXT to an extent, it just feels like a bit messy. And then now it doesn't even help that NXT has like an outbreak of COVID cases. And so it's like, Oh God, this is gonna be. They gotta just get it together a little bit. Yeah, because I read that too, and apparently said WWE knew about it, but now they're they're now taking action. They're now wow. They're, they're now taking some sort of action because see the thing about it is they've even canceled classes at the performance center as because of this because see their pol their policy was was that if you were standing around the ring. You had to wear a mask, but if you were in the ring, you didn't. So, and, and that was something else I reported too. So, apparently, like I said, WWE knew about this, was well aware of all this, but yeah, but for some odd reason, they just just another thing that, like, is, like I said, and I told this to JD early after him, after he he gave me some updates on some things, especially with what happened on last night on Raw. That the thing about it is, is that J, JD pretty much was stating that sometime here down the road, that, w, that it's going to probably be academic that the WWE is going to go under, in my personal opinion, and JD's personal opinion. And I, you know, with the way they've been going at it, the way it's being run right now, the way it's being handled, they're not far from it now. They're they're just, they're just not they're not they're not far from it. And they said they need to start doing some things in order to make sure that they stay afloat. And I and this is something and and JD is listening. I'm hoping he's back on here. He had to step forward, but he's back on here by now. This is one thing I told him. I said, 
I have been saying this from from time and time again. I've said it on the shows. There's one thing that will save that company right now. And that is Shaq eating some good food. No, I'm just <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there you go. But anyway, the one thing is you get rid of Vince. You boot him off, put him in, put him in the home or something. Say, you know, you're not thinking the way the way you had this vision. You know, back in the 60s and 70s and 80s and all that, you're coming up with a lot of stuff here and you're relying on old tactics, which, you know, a lot of old tactics may work. But there are some there are some things that that that, like I said, that it would take a lot to, of course, try to try to redo if you if like like I said, in order in order to make a very decent brand. And right now, right right now, that with the way things are, um, you know, you know, it's it the, the formula is not working. And one reason why WWE is suffering so much, and why you come up with all these very, very hastily ideas, especially, of course, with the number one thing being, of course, what happened at WrestleMania. Whenever you decided to have it after word got out about this pandemic. You didn't want to back off from not doing anything. You wanted to keep the thing going. I mean, and of course, as you know, Cody Rhodes followed suit and tried to do the same thing with AEW, but of course had to mellow out and do a lot of different things here. You know, you didn't want to say, you know, you could go have WrestleMania later in the year or something when there's a when there's a possibility of a slowdown of this of this pandemic. But no, 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 no. No, it's because you wanted to keep the tradition. And if y'all remember here, ever since he started that back in 1985, it's always been what between the end of March and beginning of April when the WrestleMania has always popped up. And he did not want to break the cycle. That's why he was not willing to move it. I've said that time and time again too. And of course, you got a lot of people on here that I know. Shaq's not one of them. I know JD's not one of them. I know Mint's not one of them. I know Jesse's not one of them. That will say to stop putting the blame on Vince McMahon. But like I said, why do you? Who's coming up with all these lame ideas? And why do you think the WWE has lost the majority of its roster over the last few months? One thing is because of Vince. I mean, you guys see it, right? Yep. Yeah, you gotta see it right. I mean that that it's academic that why because like I said, like I said, and he's, and he's the one that's that 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 that's booted them off. You know, not just wrestlers. I mean, he, he did it to referees. He did it to road agents. He did it to uh, you know, just re just recently, you know, like the trainers like Sarah Stock and Mike Rotunda, and of course, most notably, the man who just actually had a birthday not too long ago. Hall of Famer Gerald Briscoe, one of his former stooges. And, of course, J.D. mentioned to me that there's a possibility that, you know, that AEW might, might, be, might be in his future. And I told J.D. this about, about, as, far as, about as far as that's concerned. AEW needs that experience got in the way for the young talent. They got Tully Blanchard. 
They got Jake Roberts. They got Arn Anderson. Added one more. They got, of course, Diamond Dallas Page. It would not hurt them to add one more to it. Gerald Briscoe would be an awesome fit right there. Not Dustin actually just told me, I don't know if you guys heard or not, and I think he'll say something about this too, and I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, you'll have to check with this. Dustin said he heard somewhere that I think WWE is planning to do a Saudi Arabia show November 5th. He just told me. I saw it. No. November 5th? That's not possible. No. It, it ain't they ain't going to work now. It's not going to work now. Yeah. I mean, because after the election, the Survivor Series is a few weeks later. Again, that's living proof. And JD, remember what you what I told you earlier today? Once you once you told me everything about what's been going on. Remember what I said? I said. That, you know, you said eventually, you know, obviously WWE is going to probably go under here at some point down the road. And I already, and I told you the main, if they get rid of one thing, that, you know, they might be able to save that company. And I said, I thought I could tell you what they need to get rid of. They need to get rid of Vince. That's what they need to get rid of. Because, like I said, because nobody is not, is not having the right, is not having any other say so. As far as the way that company is being run, other than one man, and that one man is Vince McMahon. If he if he didn't say anything, then it doesn't make any difference. It's not going to surface anywhere in WWE if he didn't come up with it. I mean that you can tell that that's academic right there. Yeah, I mean apparently he said the I haven't seen anything yet about it, but. Yeah, November 5th, I don't understand either. I, I just, it's like, are you kidding me? No, that, that, that's, it's, it ain't going to work. It's, I'm, it's not, let me, let me, let me tell you something. No, no, let me, let me tell you something. That, that one reason is because, because obviously you got to think about the health, you got to think about the health and well-being of your people. Okay. Yeah. Especially with this pandemic going on the way it is. If you, if you take this chance now, with like I said, the number of cases kind of even even and out, even though they're still rising a little bit here and there. You're going to take a chance of traveling to another country. How do we know that that, that things are safe over there? Mm-hmm. And they're not. Yeah. Nope. I mean, if this is affecting the whole world, for crying out loud, man, and he ought to have enough sense to, to know that. As we said, JD, you know this. Vince has no sense to speak of anymore. He is running on fumes. If no one gets him, if no one gets him away, gets him away, gets him away from the steering wheel, he's going. He's going to guide that ship into an iceberg. It's going to go down so low. It's going. It's going to make. It's going to make the Titanic look. Titanic look like it sunk in a bathtub. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. So seriously, I mean, but I don't really think he, I don't really think he, he, he truly cares. He just wants, he just wants to continue things because like I said, he's not, he is not by any stretch of the imagination going to give Cody Rhodes the benefit of the doubt on anything and all as far as AEW goes because they're not, he's not cutting them any slack right now. And he's going to play it. And the thing about it is, if he if he backs off, 
you know that for one single solitary minute, Cody wrote he knows that Cody can can use that as a good leadway to 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 like I said, knock it not not Vince off his room and boom. Mm-hmm. So I mean big time. Oh, by the way, I don't know if you've seen these videos on YouTube put out by a YouTube user named uh, Element Games. I don't know if y'all seen those videos or not. But I've seen a couple of them before. Okay, well, get this. They, he did one not too long ago. So this per, whoever this person is did one a long time, not too long ago. And y'all going to flip when I tell you what this is. I know how they're able to use these WWE 2K games and able to come up with some interesting storylines, which I think that's cool. I mean, I watch it because I like how they do all that. I mean, I, the video game part of it fascinates me. Okay, that's that's. But I'm a video I'm a video game fanatic. Okay, I've been since the 80s, man. I'm still a classic video game fanatic. Anyway, the one thing that we've always talked about that we probably would never see in real life, apparently, this video actually kind of makes it look like it actually takes place. The fact that, for one thing, that Vince McMahon has his way by, by first off, his wife, Linda, becoming president of the United States. Of course, that's that's probably not going to happen in our lifetime. (laughs) And the second thing is, apparently... Not giving AEW anything, any sort of benefits at all whatsoever because of her connection to WWE, and eventually shutting AEW down and AEW being bought by Vince McMahon and WWE. I'm not kidding you. It's on YouTube. Check it out. I do not imagine. And obviously, of course, the ultimate thing was obviously. John Moxley turns back on AEW and rejoining up with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. I said, yeah, yeah. If that, if all that, if all that ever happened, if all that ever happened, then like I said, monkeys would start flying out of my big hind end. Okay, I mean that. I mean, bottom line, man. And of course, what's even worse than these other ones? There's some, there's some others as well. Of course, I thought I'd never picture this. Of John Cena becoming like how Hulk Hogan was during the day, during the time of the NWO, and actually becoming the leader of the NWO. Calling himself Hollywood Cena. Man, acting 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 all brutish and all that stuff, and all even getting Kurt Angle as the new United States champion. Kevin Nash becoming still becoming a part of it. Uh, even they had one in which obviously they decided to form Degeneration X, and Hulk Hogan becomes a member of DX. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I mean, this guy, this guy's has some interesting videos and stuff like that. So, like I said, like I said, the, the user's name is Element Games. So, if you get an opportunity, check out some of that stuff that he's got because. He's has actually done a lot of videos actually when John Cena is doing the heel thing. That's what it's, that's what it's, some of that stem, stems around stems around John Cena being a uh, being a uh, a heel, which was very which was very unique there indeed. 
It's now 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020, episode 889 of WWS Revolution. 11 episodes from the Big 900, of course, I should say. Uh, 1605-562-0444, caller ID 138055-POUND. Of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here alongside the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo. Uh, the King of Clubs, Mitt Patel, as well as the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, and the and the Loose Cannon, Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, Shaquille Cole Cephas. <laughs> JD, JD, his name is Cole Cephas. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, there you go. Uh, coming up tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, our, our Triple Threat Wednesday, of course. Don't forget, Outside the Ropes at 630, 141-387-POUND. The latest pop culture news and views, and also uh, history and birthdays for, of course, movies, TV, um, music, and sports as well. Also, Shaq will be back on at 8 o'clock to bring you WWS Wrestling Debate. I'm sure it'll be a lot will be on the table, of course, including Raw, SmackDown, AEW, NXT, of course. Obviously, of course, what will happen with The Clash and a lot of other great stuff here, so be sure to join in 139-925-POUND on that. And then episode 890, whoa, 10 episodes away from the big 900 tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen of Revolution, as we will, of course, talk about AEW, of course, and NXT. And on that note, I am going to get going, guys. I will talk to you guys on Thursday, however. If not, I will be there Friday, however, maybe a little late, but I will get my predictions in as soon as possible. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much here. Of course, uh, JD, we appreciate that. Thank you very much there, sir. And I uh, will talk to you then. Of course, then here, of course, here, uh, this, uh, this Thursday night. And of course he now jumps off the air. The Kenny clubs, Matt Patel jumps, jumps off for the evening as well. He is still technically on hiatus according to what Mitt has told us, uh, until of course, uh, the end of next month. But it was nice to hear, of course, like I said, from Shaq again. Of course, some big, big time insight here as well. Uh, let's go ahead, ladies and gentlemen, here. And while Shaq and Justin are here, they can listen in on this as well. Our prediction title challenge, of course, in full gear for Clash of Champions this Sunday. Shaq, if you're not a member of this group, you need to be a part of it, and you need to do some voting to earn yourself a shot at another title belt. Then, so. Uh, on the page WCWS Pay-Per-View Prediction Center, if you want to join that as well. Uh, let's go ahead and let's go ahead here right now and bring you. Uh, let's go ahead and bring you. See if we can get that pulled up here. Uh, of course, let me see. Uh, give us a minute here. Here we go. Okay. Of course, as we said, of course, like I said, there are nine matches here. I will go ahead where and let you know where um, where the voting stands on some of these matches here so far. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, let's start off. Started off with the WWE title match, of course, between Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton. We have four people voting for Drew, three people voting for Randy. The Universal Title match. We have seven people voting for Roman Reigns. Jey Uso has not received any votes, but I think that's going to be probably kind of expected right there. The SmackDown Women's Title: uh, four four folks believe that Bailey's going to retain. Three people believe that Nikki Cross is going to uh, pick up that belt. The Women's Tag Team Title Match: 
We have, of course, eight votes for the team of Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler. Nobody has voted for the Riot, the Riot Squad. The SmackDown Tag Team titles, we have six folks voting for the team of Cesaro and, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Well, we have one person voting for the Lucha House Party, whichever form, of course, they actually decide, whatever uh, duo they decide to use for that. The IC title match here, the triple threat here, we have seven people going for Jeff Hardy. We have one person voting for AJ Styles, and nobody is voting for Sami Zayn, which, of course, that wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, the Raw Tag Team titles, we have four folks voting for the Street Profits, and nobody voting for the team of Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, the Raw Women's Title match, which I don't understand why in the world they made this a pre well a, a pre show match, but of course in a way I do understand because I think the fact that Zelina Vega is going to be the one champion for the belt. So I mean that's probably why. But anyway, seven people have said that Oscar's going to win it. Nobody has voted for Zelina. And the United States Title match here that was just added. We have five people voting for Bobby Lashley, one person voting for Apollo Crews. So uh, that's going that's going to be, of course, uh, that's going to be that's that's what we got so far. Of course, voting will be up, of course, up until Sunday, um, uh, right before the pay per view begins. And of course, like I said, those who are who are like I said taking part, like we said so far, we know that JD, John, Fonzie. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Justin, and I did also also uh, Mitt, and also I did hear, hear that Mr. Hulkamania Bob Ziegler is also called talked to him earlier today, and he is going to be involved in that as well. Of course, I said regardless of how you place in this, according according to of course the way I I put it up here, everybody is still going to get a championship belt just for participating. So. Um, so, so, I mean, I think that's only fair here. Uh, but, uh, but keep in mind here also on John Gross's sports and pro wrestling incorporated Facebook page, of course, his prediction stuff started here tonight as well. So be sure to, of course, check out his, uh, check out his as well. If you haven't, if you haven't participated in that, I know that several of our people in WCWS are taking part in that. Uh, including myself, I believe the Empress and Marie Rickenbach is taking part. Uh, I believe I believe JD is. I'm not sure, but I think there are several others in WWS taking part in it as well. Uh, but uh, uh, <clears throat> but other other than that, here I mean that's most for the most part that's what is going that's what's going on right now. Oh yes, let me go ahead and update that here as well. If you're not a member of the group OVWUS Ven, uh, uh, Vendetta in the Valley. We of course have of course uh, um, uh, we have several polls up for several new OVWUS um, uh, championship belts here as well. That voting will end on a week from tomorrow. If you want to of course, uh, if you want to of course uh, check check that out there as well. Uh, let me go ahead and just let you know here where the voting stands. Um, um, as of right, as of, as of right now, uh, let me see. First off the OVWS TV championship poll, Danny from Oak Park is leading the human suit place machine. John Gross. Three. 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 
the OVWS Radio Championship. Uh, Eddie Garza and Anthony Chobot are tied with one vote each. Uh, the OVWS Women's Championship poll. The Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Jody Valentine are tied with one vote each. The Empress Anne Marie Rickenbach has not received any votes as of yet. Saturday Night Special, OVW US Saturday Night Special Championship. Antonio Gutierrez is still leading the Soul Man, Justin Lewis Fleming, two votes to nothing. Uh, the Brutality Championship, OVW US Brutality Championship. The King Club's Mitt Patel is leading the Cowboy, Clinton James Smith, two votes to one. Uh, right now, we have a tie for the OVW US Valley Championship. Between Russell McDaniel and the Iceman Jared DiGirolamo, three other three other participants, uh, Samuel McAllister, Captain Dave Spieler, and Kevin O'Sullivan, have not received any votes here as of yet. And the OVWS Southern Tag Team Championship, the two highest votes, of course, win the tag team belts. So far, there is only one person that has received a vote, and that is on this, and that is Jody Valentine. But nobody else has received any other votes on here as of yet. If you're not a member of this group, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash OVWUS Valley Vendetta if you want to, of course, be a part of that. And also, of course, vote for these as well. And check out some great Ohio Valley wrestling events as well. There'll be some videos we posted on YouTube. So check out some of that. Check out everything on that page here, of course, here as well. Uh, Justin or Shaq, anything y'all wish to add before we close out shop here for tonight? Um, I don't really think I have too much to say, except for the fact that I just gotta say, damn, this baseball season went fast, and I knew it was gonna be shortened, but I didn't think it was gonna fly as much as it did. And look at the chaos we're get we're having in the National League. A lot of teams still fighting for playoff spots, and it this is this postseason is going to be fun with the expanded playoffs, and now with the wild card series, there's still some things at stake for everyone who's already in in playoff in the playoffs as of now. Like right. for instance, some people are playing for um for seeding reasons, trying to play for home field advantage in the wild card series. Some people are playing to get into the playoffs themselves. In the National League, it is wild because you already have two Central Division teams having the seventh and eighth spots. You got the Giants half a game back, Philly a full game back, and there's, there's a few days left, and it's going to be a wild ride heading into this Sunday. Absolutely, and uh, I know that this is going to be a pretty hot topic this coming Friday on uh on a sports machine as well. Shaq, I got to get a quick take on something that I actually read earlier today. This is concerning, um, of course, uh, before all this, before this pandemic made big time news, obviously, of course, the biggest story that had come out at that time was sadly the uh, tragic passing, of course, of basketball superstar Kobe Bryant and his daughter. Uh, yes, it was very tragic. It was very, very, yes, you did. You did. I will admit that, yes. But apparently something else has come out. Apparently, I don't know if you read this or not. I didn't read the full effect, but I read something about his widow, Vanessa, apparently is suing somebody over some 
apparently some photographs having to do with that wreck. I don't I know if think you have any she's, I think I heard about that via Twitter and I think she's suing um I think the police department or um TMZ for the photos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think after that access, I think it used to be called Access Hollywood. I think it was one of those that I saw that saw that brought up on. Um, but also apparently there's been some sort of spat between, I don't know, it was between her and her mother, or I don't know about something. I don't know. I mean, she she's been in the news here quite a bit. Of course, some some stuff pertaining. Sadly, of course, to Kobe's death, but but um, but apparently there was something concern also concerning. I think it was her mother over uh, over, of course, something about a something about a home and a car, a house and a car or something. I don't I don't I don't know the full thing, but I've I've seen this surface. I'm not sure what this was what this was all about either, but apparently it is involving Vanessa Bryant. Um, so, so if, if you, if you notice anything, anything else about Vanessa Bryant, please, by all means, uh, by all means, please, like I said, talk about it and bring it up, of course, on Friday, um, because, because, um, we, we definitely want to keep our eyes open on this, uh, because, <clears throat> because obviously, uh, this is, this is something, of course, big. This is something, of course, here big time that we definitely need to keep our keep our eyes on here as well. Oh yes, and Justin did bring something to our attention. A very somber passing today. I don't know, I'm sure you all of you heard about this. The mother of Sylvester Stallone sadly passed away today. Uh, yeah, I think I heard about it a little bit earlier too. I think she was a psychic also Ooh, as well. Look at that week. That steal by Oh Rondo. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I'm watching Lakers Nuggets right now. And then like it is a tragic passing about uh with Stallone's mother. I think I heard about that earlier today. And man, twenty twenty's been doing a number. Right. Wasn't she a psychic or something? I think. I want to say she was. I think it. I want. I want to say that she was like the psychic to the stars or something like that. I mean, I mean, but she was ninety-eight years old. I mean, God bless her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I mean, obviously, of course, at least, at least, of course, it'd be a saving grace. Of course, and wasn't this had, had nothing to do with the pandemic, which was good. Uh, but yeah, she took. She lived to be ninety-eight. So God bless her indeed. So, but I hate I hate that she I hate that she passed. And our thoughts and prayers, of course, go to you know Sylvester Stallone, of course, also you know his brother Frank Stallone, of course, who did the song for the movie Staying Alive. Um, um, of course, obviously that was also used as at one of the Starcades as well. Um, oh God, I keep forgetting what the name of that song is. Uh, she okay. Justin said she was an astrologer. That's what she was, not a psychic. Okay, thank you, Justin. Yeah, I knew it was something along those lines. I thought it was a psychic, but no, I was not. That's right. She was an astrologer. Okay. 
She could tell by, like you said, the signs and everything like that. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, um, but, uh, Justin, anything else you wish to add before we close up shop here for the night? And uh, while we get an answer from Justin, Shaq, there was one thing I wanted to bring up here. I was thinking about this today. Um, as you know, of course, I did actually come up with uh, – Justin doesn't have anything. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate that. That as you, as you know, we did have you signed up for, uh, for a hoping to have another trivia championship series match uh, for the WWS World 1 Championship uh, taking on, of course, Danny from Oak Park. Now, Danny has not been able to be on for a little while due to, of course, a lot of personal reasons. Of course, everybody, of course, that, that that's understandable. So what I was thinking, and I will talk to Danny about this, one to get at least one, since you're here, I can go ahead and get you, I'll ask you about this, and then I will ask, then I will talk to Danny tomorrow. What I would like to do is to make the you know to make the spare and I know I know it wouldn't be the same as if you were answering wrestling trivia questions, which is what this is probably all about. But since that you you since of course he hadn't been able to come on in the last few weeks and you come on whenever you can and of course I we 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 thank you for every single effort. But of course you also do three of our shows as well. So that's why that's another reason why I also bring this up here as well. I would like to do this as a what kind of like what I'm doing right now with the with these poll tournaments. What I would like to do is post it on one of our pages and get some and get some votes and and, and maybe make it maybe make it last for a little bit. Um, I would like to start doing it the first day of October, which I do believe is. I'll have to look at let me let me look at a let me let me look at a calendar here. Um, let me see let me let me see when this is here and then like I said, well, uh, it is it is a week from it is a week from this Thursday. It's October the first. What I would like to do is is start it then and go through the whole month. So that way. To, to make it fair, that the votes would count as points, as if you were doing one of these matches. So, but like I said, I'm, I'm gonna wait till I talk to Danny when I get an opportunity to talk to Danny. But I know he's not on here as often as he wants to be either. And he's not on Facebook as much as he can either. But I would like to get, at least get consent from. Like to get, like to, to, to ask at least one of y'all since y'all. Since I did make this match here, and I'm, I'm making this as a solution, so we can go ahead and maybe get something going here. Would you be Would you be consent to doing doing it that way? And then, like I said, sometime down the road here, you know, depending upon whoever wins that the poll wins the belt, that there would be a rematch. And we would do the rematch as a wrestling trivia thing. What I wanted to ask you is that are you are you 
would you cons- would you consider trying to earn a championship belt in that fashion for the time being? Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind earning a championship in the method you just laid out for right now until we have like um until like we find out once we find that out who wins and then if we can do like a proper rematch, I'm for I'm all for it too. Right, regardless if he retains or if you win it, like I said, either way we would still do a match like on one of on one of the shows or something like that. Um, but it would be for the same belt. So, but I but but, but like I said, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start this until next Thursday, October the first. So if I want to do it, oh, for okay. Whole, I want to do it for a whole month between October the first and of course Halloween. And that would be the ultimate treat right there in a in a in a trick in a trick for and like you know how Halloween is trick or treat, right? Um so I mean the, the ultimate treat would be this belt. So but I will talk to Danny and, and already talk and let him know that you have consented to do it and ask him if we can go ahead and do it that way. And then like I said, whoever wins, like I said. There will be a rematch, but we won't. We will do the rematch as as on one of our shows instead of doing it as another poll match, something like that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and take care of that here. But I definitely want to thank, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, the Iceman, the Human Suplex Machine, also of course uh, the King Club Mint Patel, the Loose Cannon Shaquille O'Neal. I mean Shaquille Cole Cephas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sorry, I had to tease you a little bit with that. It's the name, man. Okay, it's the name. It's not. It's say it's nothing but love. It's nothing but love. Oh yeah. And also the the salt man does Fleming, and we apologize once again to the heartbreak kid Fonzie. He was had been waiting patiently to come on tonight and talk, but uh, we did. I did. I did not let him on till. I was going to let him on after we took over our wrestling history and birthdays, but apparently something must have popped up and he did not, I guess he did not wish to stay on or something else happened. So hopefully he'll be back on, of course, tomorrow night for episode 890, of course, of Revolution. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, check out of our show, check out our shows tomorrow night. Also check out all of our groups here in WCWS here as well, uh, <clears throat> including like, including of course the game show alley, as well as the movie channel, location of animation, our tribute groups to Don Rickles and Johnny Carson, also our tribute group to Whose Line Is It Anyway, Motor Week Retro Review, Cars of the Past, uh, let me see, also uh, Entertainment Cavalcade, Sports Roundup, of course the Video Vault where we have a lot of great wrestling moments and matches, Women of WWUS for our female wrestling fans, we have a lot of great uh, great women's mat- women's matches up there as well. Just posted one the other day. It was off, it was off of, off of an independent show. Tessa Blanchard, I think, was defending the belt against Dr. Britt Baker. I don't know what belt it was, but but it was very. But it looked like it was very good. This is when Britt Baker wasn't acting like she is now in AEW. She's acting like a she's acting like a face. So yeah. Uh, but 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 check out all that we got posted in WWS, of course, here as well. Also, ladies and also, ladies and gentlemen, check out all of our past episodes of all of our shows on Talk Show. We love to hear your thoughts and opinions. 
about anything that we say on any of our shows here. If you got any want to voice any opinions about what we say, we definitely want you to bring it to our attention, and we will definitely, of course, talk about it here as well. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, remember Mr. WWS's rules to live by, of course, and of course, in facing off against this ultimate pandemic. Um, and of course, first of all, first of all, I'll let you know that we're not going to let it conquer us. And of course, the good Lord's going to make sure of that. I'm sure everyone here does agree with that. But remember our three rules to live by here, ladies and gentlemen. Keep your hands clean. Keep yourself clean. And most certainly, ladies and gentlemen, pray. And pray very hard. So take care and God bless here, folks. Since, 2000, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only the WCW US Radio Network. Take care and God bless, folks. And we'll be on tomorrow night, of course, here with Outside the Ropes, Wrestling Debate, and Revolution. Take care. Have a great evening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.